Can we sit anywhere? Anywhere you want, honey. Okay, All right. cool. <laughs> As we sit here telling stories till it's quarter after three, the details are so gory, but that's how they're supposed to be. And this waiter must be wondering if we're ever gonna leave. Sit anywhere you want, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, you're listening to Talking at the Diner. I'm your diner buddy, John Kim Fay, and this is the podcast where musicians and creatives tell me their stories, what makes them tick, how they like their eggs, important stuff. I'm really excited about today's show because we have reached episode 25. I mean, to serious podcasters, that is a meager total. But for a monthly show, that means we've been at it for two full years and are now entering year number three. So I'm thrilled to bring you this conversation today with singer-songwriter Alexis Cunningham, a powerful and charismatic performer who has done so many cool things in her career, like appearing on season one of American Song Contest on NBC, where she performed her song, Working on a Miracle. I'm working on a Alexis has also developed a long-lasting creative partnership with Eric Bazilian from the Hooters, and gauging by the last time I saw her perform, she is writing the best songs of her career. But she's just scratching the surface. I met up with Alexis at the brilliantly named Your Mom's Place in Phoenixville, PA, and I'm really excited to share our conversation. So, here it is, right here, right now, on Talking at the Diner. Everything is on the table When we're talking at the diner What's up? Every, everything. Obviously. <laughs> everything is up. How are you guys? Doing great. great, thank you. How are you? Something to drink? Yes. Do you have unsweetened iced tea? I do. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, thanks. Can I get a water and a cup of coffee? And light roast or dark? Light. Thank you. Never never had asked that. Light roast or dark, thank you. How did you hear of this place? I live down the street. So I come here all the time. I just walk around and this is never open. Down the street. (laughs) When I'm doing stuff. How long have you lived here? Um, bought a house in Collegeville now. It's like two years now. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm like growing up and stuff. <laughs> I don't know hey. what, I don't know what's going on. Don't tell anybody. What is happening I'm with you, Alexis? Now. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, so I love this town. And um, that's good. good. That's why. Collegeville. How did you choose that area? It chose me, I think. It chose you? Uh, we were looking for a house yeah. for a while, 
and just con- continued further and further out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like initially my fiance was like, we should look out in Collegeville and Phoenixville. And I was like, that's in the middle of nowhere. Like, where is that? <laughs> and like, I don't know. But once Coming, you get out here, yeah. I mean, it's, it, no, this I, is genuinely a fun town. No, I love it. I was just thinking, cause I was living in the city sure. and I come from West Virginia. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be out in the middle of nowhere again, but I do kind right. of, and it's not. And it's not even. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> very centrally located for yeah. stuff, kind of. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, where are you now? Are you? I'm in Jenkintown. Jenkintown. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I've I basically lived in the immediate northeast Philly area for like since 1994. I want to say. No, I mean I knew you were. In the area, I just didn't know. I couldn't remember what town exactly. For a while, I lived in Fox Chase, which is sort of like more northeast Philly side. Mm-hmm. And then um, I moved to Wincote, which is on the opposite side. So yeah, I, I know where I, all those are. I've basically just sort of been in that area, but I I, I yeah. particularly like Jenkintown. It's really really a cool little. I don't know what you would call it, like a little... Little town. Little town, yeah. Something. Well, because there's so many little towns that are just clustered there. And, you know, you have Abington, Elkins Park, Jenkintown, Cheltenham. Uh That's all, like, you can get to all of them within, like, five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. No, and your kids are close, so... Well, they live... the idea, right? They live with their mom, and... um, But they're in school. They go to college now, so... Yeah, I saw the post about that. Mm. That's wild. It's pretty wild. It's wild. I must say. So, I was listening to everything on your Spotify on the way up, and I, I'm always struck by, you know, you have these, these perfect songs. I don't know about <laughs> They're that. They're pretty perfect. Um, and then you have like all these beautiful like Beach Boys covers and it's it's a really fun kind of listening experience to just go through that you know <laughs> but she looks in my eyes and makes me realize when she says don't worry baby everything will turn out all right don't worry baby I dig it. It's different. I mean, yeah. I, I think, um, I feel like, like you, I guess I bounce around with what I'm into mm-hmm. and what I want to sound like and yeah. evolve and then I'll like devolve back or, you know what I mean? Like cycle back to. <laughs> I'm always trying to devolve, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what happens. That's why I think it's kind of a little bit disconjointed with the sound. Maybe, um, but... But you see, I, I like that, and I think in the age of Spotify, that's, like, more than acceptable, you know? Like, it's... I don't know. To me, like, it's... I like when an artist shows the broad horizons of what Their they multiple like. personality disorder? That's fine, too. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Oh. Last time I saw you, you were doing a gig with... Joey DiTullio out in New Jersey. Yeah, thanks for coming to that. That was so much that fun. That was so fun to see you there. It, well, it was 
really cool to hear a lot of your songs that I had not heard because I guess they were new or have yet to be recorded. Yeah. And I remember uh, Joey and I were not sitting together watching you, but I think I walked over to him during your set. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's like one song after another, and it's just like hit after hit after hit. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Wow. So I Coming from you, I'll, I listen, will take that compliment. So when you were growing up, so you grew up in West Virginia, and how old were you when you left there? And what was it like? Um, I grew up in West Virginia. I had a really nice childhood. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I would just say, like, really sheltered and, like, in a bubble okay. kind of thing. So now, it, within West Virginia, like, where, where, what town? Huntington. So um, there's a school called Marshall University. Yeah. And that's kind of like their claim to fame. Okay. And that's like everything centered around right. the college, so it's university, like a college town, the college and the hospital, and um, yeah. And there's a lot of really amazing, kind people there. Mm -hmm. But there's really, you know, not that much to do for me. I felt like other than to be outside and play sports or like party. Eventually, yeah. as you get older, yeah. So that's kind of what you know. Mm -hmm. I think I was like, well. I, I got into music um, midway through high school, like really into it. Yeah. I'd always like liked writing songs and stuff, but I didn't show anybody it until high school. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I just like kind of quit everything else I was doing and like was like, I'm going to do this. And I left um, after my freshman year of college because mm. I started, this is so silly, like posting on YouTube and then. Um, ended up getting like a little development deal in South Jersey just so happened to be the town where my oh. grandfather lived so my parents were like alright you can go for the summer I never knew and do this. a record okay. but you're going back to school and I was like okay yeah and then <laughs> sure. I got here and I was like absolutely not ever coming back <laughs> I'm not coming love ya <laughs> peace out <laughs> wow yeah so what was the development deal like um it was a guy who had been in a couple 80s bands. Oh, okay. Um, he was like in the band Squeeze, not an original member. Oh, okay, I was gonna say. Um, he was, he played in uh, Van Morrison's band. He had his own like hit in Germany or something. Oh, okay. Okay, anyway, so that was his. So that's how you uh, made it to it, South Jersey. The connection Jersey I think was through um, the restaurant owner, like the pizza shop owner that my mom grew up with, oh my God. <laughs> was like showing a video to one of his promoter friends who used to be like a big radio promoter okay. in the area. Right. It was like, look how, look at my friend's daughter. Like they've, like they're still really close. They've always been since yeah. they were kids. They worked in the pizza shop together, and um, he was like, oh, she's pretty good. And I think I like can connect her with this producer. Anyway, the stars some. I, that was that, my path. That, that, that was, was that's my path here, and I had been saying like I'm I'm leaving. You know, like in my head, I was like I'm leaving this summer. Like I'm gonna. In your head, when you're a kid, you're like I'm gonna get a record deal because that's what I mean. That's what you that's wanted what to do. We all dream of, right? right? I don't know if that's <laughs> the dream anymore, but like no. Yeah, but like <laughs> you know, yeah. When I was 
17, sure. 18, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a record deal this summer. Like, I wasn't, looking back, I'm like, <laughs> you were not, you were, you were just like, not, not good, not good enough. You had like, you know, no experience, but you just, that's kind of like, what's sweet about youth is like the blind yes, the <laughs> optimism and also like ignorance. Of, yep. Like, I, oh. I'm great. And you're like, not great. <laughs> But yeah. it pushes you forward, you know? I think it's so. like it makes it yeah, anyway. Oh that's great. So you wind up you're in South Jersey. Yeah. I know like it's it's become almost like a running joke with like people I talk to because um, there's inevitably a reference to the <clears throat> little songwriter scene that came out of Coffee Works. Oh yeah, an artist scene <laughs> and, and like and, uh, yeah. And like a couple, I think like models and photographers. Like what, what was it about that place? And chefs and, and <laughs> yeah, like so many cool, talented, nice people. Sunny Egg with multi-toast? Thanks. Thank you very much. Do we need anything else? I think I'm good. I'm oh, all right. Actually, do you have any kind of like jelly or jam? Or yeah, let me refill this for oh, you. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Excellent. Yeah, so Coffee Works, I happened upon because I was so I moved up here in the summer like directly after I was done my freshman year like probably the next week I was bam packed up my dorm room out of here peace out West Virginia then yeah signed some papers that really I don't know really I have no idea was there something in you that really wanted to leave yeah totally like I'm that's me Mm -hmm. I want to I just want to adventure and explore and like mm-hmm. meet new p- kinds of people and yeah. do you know what I mean sure I just wanted to be around more people that were doing things like I wanted to do yeah and there is actually is a pretty cool music scene in, in Huntington now mm-hmm. that did not exist when you were there it was it, it was coming okay and now like there's some um, like bigger bands and artists from there mm-hmm which is hilarious that we're like in my class. Oh, that's but cool. <laughs> at the time we were all, you know, kids. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we got to get out of here and explore the work world. On it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, came up, didn't have any friends, just hung out with my grandfather, went to the studio all day, and mm. then would like come home at night and like write songs <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> And, um, writing songs like it was your job. Yeah. So I was out, like, I think shopping one day for jeans or something. No. And this girl was like, I ended up talking to her. And she was like, you should check out Coffee Works because, you know, you should try to play the open mic there. And you could, wow. you know, probably meet some people. And I was like, all right, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> By myself, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. So that's that's how it kind of started, and that's then cool. when I got there, I was just like, "This is awesome!" And like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was awesome. Like it would, you know, the whole the whole thing was cool. So I just started going all the time, and then I was like, "I should work here because I don't have any money." <laughs> <laughs> Give me a job. And they didn't really pay us, but that's okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> You free know. labor okay. I think it, it did looks thanks. great uh, I'm good Thank I'm good you. too thanks anything else no I'm good no. thanks a lot um, but yeah I mean we I guess we 
got free food and I had a key so we would like stay late and oh, have well, parties having a key we would have like late night nice. shows and I slept there a oh, lot oh like after hour shows <laughs> yeah oh that's awesome which was like not who does I don't know who gives 19 year olds keys <laughs> either someone who's very trusting or very it was an interesting place to work it was so fun I mean, we keep our guitars behind the counter mm-hmm. and, you know, play songs, show <laughs> if, each other songs. If the mood struck you. Yeah, in between, like when nobody was in there, yeah. or we play customer songs then. <laughs> so, oh, like that's... hilarious and so kind of cute. That is you think about extremely it. cool. Well, even as yeah. somebody who was just visiting from Philly from time to time, like I could tell that it was special. I always loved playing there. Is that where I met you or did I meet you on South Street? Oh, I'm pretty sure I met you there first. Okay. Yeah. With a braid in my hair and coffee and crap all over me? (laughs) Probably. Well, because Brittany Rotundo and I used to come and play open mic there a lot. And then um, because, I don't know if I knew Chris Noyes from before, but he started bringing me in to like open for people for, you know, like. I haven't heard that name in a long time. (laughs) Chris Noyes. You know, he, he brought in a lot of, like, uh, artists that probably I appreciated more than, like, somebody as young as you. But, like... No, it was cool. It was, they but, were cool artists. You know, the guy, from the, the guy from the Smithereens, Pat Denizio, uh, I got to open for him once, which was cool. I mean, I actually knew him from my previous bands as well, but to, to open for him in a suburban coffee house in New Jersey was just, like, surreal and cool and... And ironic, kind of, yeah. That's so much, you know, it's just interesting. No, I remember that, like, cool, bigger acts would come through. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. And that's part of the reason that I wanted to be there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I can just jump on stage and, like, open for one of them yeah. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that was kind of the mm-hmm. appeal and draw. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a great spot. And, you know... I always felt like you could totally make like a little movie about it or TV show about it. Mm-hmm. All of us working there and like, you know, being friends and like little artists. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. all the drama, it's a, it's everybody a, dating and not dating. And <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, that's where. But yeah, but but I I definitely remember that you would come out to Dobbs from time to time also and and play. Yes. Until the infamous incident. I started getting (laughs) wild in trouble. Yeah. The infamous incident. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Do you not? No, I do. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) When I got kicked out with another Mm -hmm. couple of friends. Yeah. Of Dobbs, and we were chased out down the street by bartender Nina. Yeah, Nina. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was. Yeah, she scared me, but it was funny at the time. I'm kind of like a rush, and I put it in one of my songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the line. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well. So thanks. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry for being like such a little are you kidding me I get really <laughs> well it was 
No. The one thing about it is that were you not 21 yet? I mean, no. Statute no, of limitations. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's like the funny thing to That's me is that I think Nina was like mad at me. She's like, you keep bringing these dumb kids in here. They're not. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh. Well. <laughs> it would have been fine had they not brought their own booze in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> That's such a great so story, sorry. though. That's such a great That's story. Just part of no, it's part of it's part of my story. Part of it's growing part of, up, right? Part of me. Mm-hmm. I've I've calmed down <laughs> quite a bit. I promise. <laughs> I don't know if by choice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I just got more stuff to get done. You know. Yep. I don't have time to do all that. Oh, that's great. You're smart that you never got into like that. All that stuff. It's fun, but it's also like such a yeah. You know. I mean, I don't. I didn't even. I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a particularly conscious decision. <laughs> Egg in the hair. Uh oh. Everything gets in my hair. Anyway. What happened? Yeah, Dobbs was cool. Yeah. Dobbs was so cool. Like playing at Dobbs was like. We thought we were the shit. Like we thought we were so cool being on that stage. <laughs> Well, we really you, did. you came off like that because <laughs> it was so cool to see like young songwriters who were that good because my whole thing is I didn't get to a point where I would consider myself like remotely good until I was like 28 or something, mm-hmm. you know? So to, it was always like, damn, there's just, how did they get that good? By the time they're like 19, 20 years old. We thought we were. Or I thought I was. You well, know what I mean? At the time, and then I look back and I'm like... Maybe it's just having the confidence to portray... It's, it's totally that. The goodness. <laughs> I think. Anyway. But, I mean, come on. You've, but, yeah. always, you've always had that voice. Thanks. Um, yeah. You too. <laughs> You're all... I mean, I've always, like, seen you and thought you were awesome. In a oh, lot of ways. You. Like, you know? And now... After, like, reading your book and, you know, hearing about, I don't know, just all the things that you've done and, like, where you come from, where your parents come from. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, like, you're awesome. And you're always, no. like, giving back to your community. Thank you. And you're interested in people. So, like, you're interesting and you're interested. So, strive to be more like I'm you. I'm very interested in people because... There's always more than meets the eye. Totally. And that's what I like to explore, yeah. talk about. Yeah. Now, you've had a couple of, like, really unusual experiences. Well, first of all, was there a point where, you, for you, you're like, all right, I'm invested. I'm pro. <laughs> this is this is real. Or was it always that? Like from the minute you got to New Jersey. Mm, I again, like this is just I don't know where this comes from. But in my head, like I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. This is who I am, and other people are gonna figure it out. Okay. I'm gonna show them. Like I just always kind of had that in me. I love that. That's I don't know why. 
who who knows where that confidence comes from. That's it. Well, yeah, that's just what I've always kind of wanted to do. He's written some songs with Eric Bazillion. Who? Bazillionaire. <laughs> the Bazillionaire. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Oh, of course. I mean, he's such a great guy. He's such a talented guy. I mean, I don't have to explain him to anybody because, you know, no. the minute you say, like, oh, he wrote that one. Okay. <laughs> you know. Great guy, great person, super talent, like, um, and, and yeah, kind of like you, just, like, also very interesting and interested and continues to evolve and, like, mm -hmm. work on new things. Like, you know, he, he, mm -hmm. if he can't play some, like a certain instrument, he learns how to play it or how to, like, Mongolian throat sing or, like, I don't know, <laughs> just the things also, like, he's taught me. And we've written, I don't even know how many songs together, so, like, we have, like, a catalog a of like catalog. Rack records together that anytime I'm like, nah, I change my mind about what I want to sound like. He's like, okay, mm. let's do it. Like, whatever you want to do. Mm. Yeah, so we just have a pretty cool friendship and he's just been like a really great um, male kind of role model influence for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like a great, a really cool friendship and like mentorship, you know? And That's great. Uh, but I think you need somebody like that who believes in you, who. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I need that at least. Who you can trust too. How you know? did you initially connect? Um, so I did for a while when I was younger. Again, in such like a random way, like find management or they found me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think they had a mutual friend who sent him some of my videos. Mm. And I guess... He came across one. He was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, she seems cool, um, cute or whatever. And then he came across this one called White Trash Girl, which was actually the first YouTube video I ever posted um, on Christmas when I first got my MacBook Pro, where you could, you know, have the mm -hmm. camera. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I had written it to, like, make my little brother laugh. I was telling him about this girl, obviously, like, very much embellished to make him mm -hmm. laugh and he was like that's hilarious like you should you should really make that a song and then record it anyway that's the song that he heard and saw and he was like she's like funny and quirky and like I want to be mm -hmm. and that's how I got the meeting with Eric Hi, wow. and wow. um yeah so be weird be yourself be weird <laughs> <laughs> be your true self like mm -hmm. um anyway so that's that's, that's how that happened and then we I went over and Look, I guess luckily, like I didn't grow up knowing who he was. I knew right. his music. Mm -hmm. Like I, I obviously I knew one of us. Yeah. I knew like the Cindy Lauper music, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, gosh, like he he has done so many things in so much that yeah. you don't know. Right. He's playing on it, or he's written it, or you know. So I know all that stuff. But I didn't know who the Hooters were because mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in Philadelphia or. South Jersey. Right. So that worked to my advantage because I wasn't nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like, to me, a lot of 
the people who are like my contemporaries, like you know, it's like Cliff Hillis, for example, who was yeah, like, Cliff's cool. Like when we were in our early twenties, I mean, he was like all about the Hooters. You know, he still has the the cassette of Amore somewhere. You know, and obviously, like he kind of entered into their broader orbit like way sooner than I did mm-hmm. but like I remember the band that I was in before the Caulfields which was essentially the same members originally did this battle of the bands back in I want to say 86 or 87 mm-hmm. and uh, David the second end was a judge and we we made it all the way <laughs> So this battle of the bands was sponsored by uh, Energizer Batteries. Nice. It was the Energizer. I forget what it was, what the official name was, but we made it all the way to the national finals, That's and awesome. then we lost. We came in second, and I remember Dave, and I, I was, I don't remember the encounter like in like vivid detail, but I remember him saying like, "Buddy, you got robbed." I, I thought you were I great. Loved and, it. And, God, I and, loved it. And he, and I didn't really remember this until recently because I was going through like a bunch of like old papers and flyers and you know just stuff that I was like looking through for you know nostalgic purposes or whatever. And there was like a single piece of just like blank printer paper that had my, in my handwriting David Wasigenin six one zero. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, he gave me his number. He's and, such a and great I, guy, too. Like, and that's only something that, um, because I've been uh, lucky to sort of be part of in the pocket just the past, it's only been like a year, really, um, to get to know him in that way and just realize that, like, he's always been that guy. Oh, yeah. And he remains that guy. Like, that's cool to me. Because to your earlier point, like, if either, I know, well, I can only speak for me, but if I was put into a position such as you were with Eric, I would have just been, like, completely stilted. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. you you grow up. You know, like, they're the band that's from Philly, that's on WMMR, that's, like, you know, you're hearing about, like, all this stuff, and you're you see their debut record get premiered on MTV and you're like, oh my God. Oh yeah. And so. And their songs everywhere. I mean, their songs still everywhere and we dance like still always playing. They're they're touring America for the first time in decades and. And they're cool, cool um, kind of like reggae. I like their new record actually. I do too. I'm really proud sort of, of like I'm really proud back of back to the, Eric and the roots. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Well, they've been kind of talking about doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, since I feel like since pandemic. Really. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, yeah, cool. I like it, and I and I like them a lot. Yeah. Uh, David's played on a lot of uh, of the un released mm-hmm. millions of <laughs> songs we've written <laughs> the songs together. you've changed your mind about. And he's so nice and so positive. Like, what mm-hmm. a great... You know, I feel like um, a lot of the people that I've met who are actually really successful are just, like, so kind and positive. 
and a lot of the people who think like they're the shit <laughs> and they're assholes. Like you are getting you're like, to you're, you're a, like you're not. You're like point. actually not even. <laughs> you have what? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like what? I guess they have something to prove, but that's I guess what I really like about those guys is like they're so mm-hmm. not yeah. jerks and they're not assuming and they're just you know invite you right in. Yeah. And, yeah. I just think it's it's the it's the people they surround themselves with also, you know, mm-hmm. like Phil Niccolo to this day is their front of house guy mm-hmm. and anybody who spends any time around Phil and I was uh, I was real fortunate to have um, Phil produce like an Ike record back in like 2005 like the song, the record with Into Philadelphia on it we did at Studio 4 which was the only time I ever really worked with Phil Mm. like that experience you know again because in our minds you know he's the guy that produced like a lot of records that we loved Mm -hmm. you know and um, but five minutes with him or actually 30 seconds with him (laughs) and you're just completely comfortable because he's just just such a warm person yeah you know yeah I agree I would have to agree. The last time I saw um, yeah, maybe the last time I saw him, he was like, "Hey, what's your email address? I want to send you. Like, <laughs> I want to send you like the 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 new version of Revolver I just did." <laughs> yeah. Like they're all so obsessed with the Beatles. You're, <laughs> you're gonna send that to me? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I'll give you my fucking email address. Uh, well, yes, they are obsessed with the Beatles, but but, but I mean in the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I think for a lot of people of their generation and mine, it's like that's how you learn how to do pop songs. Oh yeah. It's just like like a songwriting class. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. For all for the whole breadth of what pop music is, you know. Yeah, but like going on a road trip with Eric or something, like he could put on the Beatles station and the most obscure like live recording of a song you never knew was ever a Beatles song. Like he knows it and he could probably play like, it. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, and he's like, this one's about. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. So for you, when you were you know, maybe like a teenager, mm-hmm. who were your musical heroes? Like, was there any artist that you felt a kinship with? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess kind of um, I think I come back to this always, and it's like my singer-songwriter mm-hmm. um, roots, and then like kind of some rock stuff but like I I always like I thought Jewel was like so incredible and I just loved her story and I thought her music was great and and it was like you know I wasn't great at guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time but I, that was like the first song her, one of her songs was the first songs I ever learned how to play on guitar so I felt like okay oh that's cool I can I don't know and then Cheryl Crow I thought was incredible I still think is incredible um, yeah, I, want, I would love to just for somebody to be like, 
No, you're you're like the new. <laughs> you know. Cheryl Crow. Uh, yeah. Anyway, huh? that's a dream, and and obviously like Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. So kind of. Female, cool. Seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah. 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 Not that okay. I didn't love the pop stuff, because like mm-hmm. you know I get down, but um, <laughs> no, I <laughs> I like all kinds I can of get stuff. Down. Truly. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where it came from. Yeah. And I, I actually, when I was a kid, I like totally remembered um, the Joan Osborne video and thinking yeah. like, oh my gosh, so cool. I want to, first of all, I want to write a song like that. And second of all, I got to get a nose ring. <laughs> and, <laughs> and lo and behold, anyway, I just remember it like so clearly. That's great. You know, it's funny. The first time I ever met uh, Hal Real who owns World Cafe Live. Uh-huh. I was opening for John Osborne at some college in New Jersey. It was like a last minute thing. Um, for some reason, you know, Scooter from the Great Grape Oh yeah, Club. Scooter's great So guy. somehow Scooter was in, was in a position to be like, hey, John, they need somebody to open for Joan Osborne tomorrow. Can you do it? I'm like, do you feel like it? it? <laughs> Are you, you free? Can you make it down? <laughs> so I like open for Joan Osborne and it's awesome she's amazing and I'm like just out in the lobby trying to like hawk some CDs or something right and this guy comes up he's like hey you were really good did you ever you ever hear of World Cafe Live and this was the year that it opened I think because it was like 2000 I want to say how long have they been like 2005 maybe four one of those mm. and uh I was like, nah, I've never played there. If you know anybody who can like get me, I'm joking, like you know anybody who can get me in there? Yeah. He's like, well, I own it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so that chance encounter, thanks to Scooter and Joan Osborne, like is like, that's got my foot in the door at World Cafe Live. That single chance meeting like set me on this path to like play there for the next 10 years or whatever. Wow. And I think about that stuff all the time. It's like this random serendipitous stuff oh, yeah. that happens. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's why you have to just sort of be out there to receive things. Yeah. You know? And I guess say yes, but also follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Because I've done things, I've been said yes to things that I'm like, I don't want to Regret. do this. I don't, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know in your gut, you're like, I don't want to do this, or I mm-hmm. shouldn't do this, or like, this isn't right for me. Yep. And you're like, but it's a good opportunity, or this will be okay, or this will be fun. Yeah. And then it's not, because it's <laughs> not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you have I've, the intuition, and I've you know. I've been in that position as well. I think that part of evolving as a person is to learn to recognize that. Tune into the voice. I'm very curious about your experience with like the uh, the American songwriting contest because that was incredible to watch <laughs> that happen. <laughs> Wasn't that wild? It was true. Well, you tell me. <laughs> it, well, it was wild. <laughs> so um, how did that even? So what is the genesis of that? All right. So I'm always talking about Eric, but like mm-hmm. I feel I feel like he's like my uncle or something or like I don't even know. Like we're we're tight like mm-hmm. so um, we had made this 
album, I had once again been like, let's let's do another turn of let's try something new mm -hmm. musically, right? So I think you knew when I was doing the Sugar Pops thing, like mm -hmm. I was trying to do like a rock band. Super punk, fun. Like a little pop yeah. punk band thing. Um, I remember seeing you at, upstairs at like Kung Fu Necktie with that band. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, were you there for that? I was. Um, it was great. That was, that was a short-lived time, but like I started writing some songs and I think um, started to like be more honest, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so then I was I was like, okay, cool, this is the direction, but I don't know if I want it to be a band, like maybe it should be me. And then uh, Eric had been working with a producer over in Slovenia on a different project from, from actually a girl who was on Eurovision, which is what American Song Contest was based on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, I think this guy is really good and could be like, a really huge help to us mm -hmm. um, so he came over and we like I was just like all right let's just try what what do you think like what do you hear like because I'm kind of open to collaboration and then at the time I was like I'm not sure what I want it to sound like like do I want it to be pop do I want it to be I don't know mm -hmm. so we made a record right and then the pandemic happened like immediately after yeah. So we were like, okay, well, like, what do we do? I guess we'll wait. In the meantime, Eric was in Sweden, and um, that's in Europe. Is I think Sweden is like where Eurovision started. Yeah. Or I think so. it's a big part of Eurovision, like I, ABBA. I, I always I'll think of ABBA because <laughs> they won the Eurovision right. song contest. So, um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, one of his friends. I guess kind of was telling him about the fact that they're going to have a similar kind of contest in America mm -hmm. and that we should submit for it. And we had songs kind of like chosen from like all parts of the catalog. Like we took a couple from like when I had written when I was like really young when we first met and mm -hmm. then to newer stuff and kind of just like made it all different, yeah. but kind of flow together. And they chose Working on a Miracle, which I wrote when I was like 20, 21. Really? Yeah. I did not with know. Eric. With that. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I was kind of surprised, but yeah, that was what they chose. And and then it kind of just moved quickly. I had to do mm -hmm. like a bunch of interviews and stuff once we submitted. And they were like, okay, well, we're narrowing things down. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. That's how well, it got started. Walk me through like day one of like you getting there, being on the show, and you know. Um. Well, we were there for I guess ten days, and mm -hmm. they we go through some like dry runs, but it's all pretty. Is this L.A. In L.A., mm -hmm. yeah, it's all pretty quick, and I I kind of just felt like a little bit overwhelmed like over my head a little bit mm -hmm. because I didn't know I don't know there was just like a lot there was like a lot of elements involved and Jewel like my idol was on the show as a competitor against me oh and yeah and so I was like oh that's oh my god I was like am I gonna meet her and should I even say anything to her or mm -hmm. am I gonna be weird kind of that thing of like mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, but, that was your meeting with the... Yeah, or, uh, you know, whatever. But I didn't get to meet her, so... Mm, okay. I think that's good. That's fascinating. <laughs> so wild. But it's cool, you know... Like I Macy think, Gray, like... All, I think like, that's part of, like, why of that whole thing is kind of cool, because it was, like, people who are, like... Yeah, know, nobody, you, and then... You know these people, and they're, like, in this song contest, you know? Yeah, it was cool. Um, I feel like I wish now that I hadn't have been so worried about you know because obviously I can sing the song Mm -hmm. that I wrote and perform it you know I wish that I had really just got to enjoy it more because I don't think I I I really because I'm great at having fun I'm so good at having fun and I don't think I had as much fun as I could have had you you know know, that's that's really interesting because I've had experiences like that too Mm -hmm. where I have you know everything on the surface says like this is going to be awesome and you should just like have the best time and because I'm a you know I I live inside my head a little more than I prefer probably yeah and they you know some of some of those experiences in retrospect like could have been so much more enjoyable if I had just trusted like you said like you know you can do it yeah. It's your song that you wrote when you were 20. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, and I feel the same way. I'm like, I, I, that's why I'm trying to like very intentionally live as much like that as I can now, where, you know, it's almost like I have like a internal timer that's like, okay, you need to let it go now so that you can enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, you gotta just relax and like be in the moment and not in the past not in the future Mm -hmm. and it doesn't actually matter really what other people think i mean you want people to like what you're doing but like if you don't like it how Mm. are they gonna like it yeah so i mean ultimately having gone through that experience did it transform you in any way that you think about absolutely yeah first first of all i think it was like I was able to like accept myself a lot more because it's like I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna like I'm no matter where I go, like I'm I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um also maybe it's not like maybe nothing is like as big of a deal as it actually seems. Yeah. And it's more like a marathon, not a sprint, and there isn't maybe just like one pin- pinnacle moment that like You're right. You know, as a songwriter, as an artist, as a human being, like, there are highs and there are lows. And it's... Absolutely. And it's okay. Like, and it's, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, I didn't even get to the next round. And I was really concerned about having dancers. And I was like, gosh, I don't Mm -hmm. have dancers. Like, (laughs) and it was really not my idea, but they did a a beautiful job. And I was, and I, you know, it was, it was beautiful felt so I will bad say. About it. initially it was like couples multiple couples like straight couples and then I was like well this feels a bit weird because mm-hmm. like now I'm you know engaged to a woman yeah um and I was like well that seems like a little bit inauthentic I was like maybe we can have like one uh you know female female couple and then the other one's gonna be straight mm-hmm. and then it turned into 
it's just going to be the two girls, not not me. Like right, the, right, right. NBC was like, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yes, you're gay and you're from West Virginia, and this is it. <laughs> but I, and and it's like I was so worried about that. Yeah, like on a national stage or whatever, how right. that was going to be perceived, and mm-hmm. that I think that really got in my head. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, why? I just like want to perform. Mm-hmm. I just want to do my music. Just yeah. Be free. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but um, now I'm like, you know what? Good. And like, I think it was a cool moment. It's something that I probably would have needed to see or wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. There. You know. Anyway. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, just accept it. Accept yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, and all of your shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. cool. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's and you know. 2023 i mean there's some crazy stuff happening but there's always crazy stuff happening this is true we got to push things forward mm-hmm. well you know that's <laughs> so that's a lot it is a <laughs> so lot that was what was going and through you, my mind and you know like and i was like not i was like not drinking for six months like and i was like so mentally like in the right headspace, and then they in. threw this at me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm losing my mind." <laughs> oh man! But did you did you um, it was good? For did me. you confide in Eric about those things at the time, or was it was it all just up here and you were holding? No, it? I I kind of did. Like yeah. we had we had rooms right next to each other mm-hmm. and joining, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like telling him like I don't know how is like middle america or like west virginia gonna think like mm-hmm. about this and whatever and he was like who cares like that's a, that's a good that is who you do. are yeah. like that is like who cares you're living your life already yeah. and the song is really good yeah. and you're really good so like let's just let's just, let's just go with the flow yeah and he's pretty good at that anyway that's 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 good advice though it was a great experience for me and yeah. i definitely grew a lot from it because yeah. of that and you yeah. had to go be on like your local news in West Virginia. I remember seeing like mm-hmm. you did an interview on was it the news or like the morning show or what? What was I, it? I did a cu- I did a couple. Yeah. And they were like, you know, so supportive and yeah. cool and you know, I don't know. I was just really way overthinking everything. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I as you do it, as <laughs> as we do. <laughs> No, I, I I was really excited for you to like see you go through that process because I mean like watching the actual performance it was it was just it was so badass. Thanks. Like I think you just you killed it, you know. And um you know as as somebody who has you know, I mean I was never on Prime time in BC in my life. <laughs> but you were on FX. But I was on FX. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was on Breakfast Time. Um, but you know, I mean, there are there are definitely similar situations and you know uh, moments where in your own mind, like it's it's a big deal. Because you're other, or like you're gonna, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like so that's that's your that's part of your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so. To see you kind of like just take take hold of that moment in the way that you did was great. Well, thanks. It was lovely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yes, it was a 
big growth opportunity. Yeah. You know? I have to say, it's been so cool for me to watch Alexis become the artist she is. It's a truly beautiful thing to see your friends succeed and forge a path for themselves in a business that, as Hunter S. Thompson once said, is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. There's also a negative side. But hey, as long as there are songs like My Drugs, Your Money in the World, it's all gonna be okay. Friends, thank you so much for listening today. I want to thank Alexis Cunningham for the great conversation. And I want to thank my Patreon supporters for funding this podcast. All my new episodes start out exclusively on Patreon and about a month later become available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you like the show, please consider subscribing to my Patreon for as little as $2 a month and you can get a ton of other exclusive content, some of which will never go public. So if that piques your interest, please visit patreon.com slash johnkimfay to learn more. One final note about my memoir, The Yin and the Yang of It All. Huge thanks to everyone who has bought the book, read the book, listened to the audiobook, and reviewed the book. Thanks to all of you We landed on the Amazon bestseller list again this summer, and we're now up to over 100 reviews, which has been a goal we've been trying to reach since the book came out. Can we get it up to 200 before the end of the year? Maybe. Let's find out. In the meantime, thanks again for listening. I'm John Kim Fay, and I'll catch you next time on Talking at the Diner. Talking at the Diner